Hey everyone, just want to quickly address, at the beginning of this episode, we will be discussing the Britney Spears conservatorship. If you are sensitive to themes of physical, emotional, drug, and sexual abuse, please see the description for timestamps to skip ahead. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 42 of Into It. Um, as you can tell by the trigger warning that we played at the beginning, this week we're going to be starting off with Britney Spears' testimony that we've all heard. You listened. Mm-hmm. I listened. I'll admit, this is, I have like chills right now. I was very emotional when I first listened to it. I mean, the first 10 seconds, I had to like pause it just because the tone of her voice is so jarring because it is evident that everything was an act, you know, and her Instagram, she sent us signals and she was right and they were there and they were plain as day. And the voice and the dancing, it was all in, you know, a conspiracy to make her out to be a crazy person. Yet again, like we've seen how many years which brought her into this mess, you know. I don't even know what I I have all these notes and I'm just like so beclept. Do you have anything you want to say to, to start this off? Yeah, I I just can't imagine what she has been through. Within this conservatorship, imagine every single thing you do has to be probably documented somewhere. There's always got to be somebody around you. You don't actually have really any type of control on anything you do, the projects you do, the songs you make, the performances you do. And Britney has given us so much in terms of her music and everything and already everything that she went through with the paparazzi, everything that she went through with you know, her relationships. And now she's still having to fight this battle of a 13 year long conservatorship as a grown woman. The scariest part about this and the most serious part about this, and she even made this comparison that this is essentially a human trafficking case. Mm. She's working against her will, has Mm -hmm. absolutely no agency over her own body. Mm-hmm. is being drugged against her will. Mm-hmm. You know, this is showing a lot of similarities, but this is a dire situation. You know, I'm not yeah. trying to equate the two. I can't do that, but this is serious and this is bad. And this needs to be looked at. You know, the attorney general of California or whomever. Um, I am just so shocked and I- I'm sorry, but it's just like, I've always wanted the best for her and I've always I think I've always noted that something bad was going on and we've talked about it on the show but we were never too sure and it just feels like we are so fucking stupid and how dare we you know like we're mm-hmm. all we've all contributed to this and I I yeah. say this because she should be dead and I'm not wishing That's not in a way of wishing it on her. Anyone else Mm -hmm. who would be in this sort of predicament would be dead. Dead by now. Um, And I think that is a testament to her strength. This is unbelievable. I I just, I'm so speechless. Because I remember back in 2016 when she went to Vegas and she was on tour Things Mm -hmm. seemed like they were picking up. Things were going well for her. She was doing a bunch of press tours where she was Mm -hmm. talking and excited and working and dancing. And meanwhile, all this shit was happening and she was fucking miserable. And we saw that further down the line when she had her second residency that she didn't follow through with. And then we had Mm -hmm. the questionable Instagram posts. But man, it, it just... Oh, I'm sorry, Brittany. I'm just going to say it. You know, we did you a fucking disservice. Yeah. And I completely agree with you on that statement, too. Like, remember in 2007, she was the butt of every single joke 
because of her shaving her head and then the umbrella incident mm-hmm. without fail any chance most people could get they would reference Brittany and that incident and then I think at least for me things started to lighten up on her and people stopped paying attention to her as much especially when she came out with Circus Femme Fatale you know those albums yes. but still like what she went through in the 90s early 2000s now mid 2000s and the fact that she has been having to work under the conservatorship, having to, again, not have agency over her body, having to be drugged. Well, you know about the IUD, right? Oh, yeah. No, I know about the IUD. I read that and I burst into tears. Because I personally prefer using an IUD as a method of birth control, Mm -hmm. but it's my choice. I am choosing to use it. And the fact that she wants to have more children but can't because she is forced to have an IUD in her body. It's absolutely heartbreaking. And I can tell you from firsthand experiences, any form of birth control is going to throw your hormones out of whack. It's going to mess up your body in some way. My IUD, it did throw me for a loop. Luckily, it wasn't too, too bad. Nothing that I, I guess, couldn't handle or couldn't accept at the end of the day. Okay. But I can't imagine going through all of those symptoms against my will. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I was like, this. I chose to do this, so I'm okay with what I've signed up and for. And the most despicable part about this is it's all about the money, whether it be her therapist, whether it be the nurses and the doctors mm-hmm. that drugged her with lithium or forced this IUD upon her. I mean, she talks about the one therapist that she got on her knees, as she said, and prayed to God when he died because he mm-hmm. was skewing their sessions because she talked about when... She was rehearsing for her second Vegas show and it was Mm -hmm. becoming extremely overwhelming. And then all of a sudden her management and her father said, okay, if you don't want to do this, let us know. And she was like, they're being weirdly nice about this. I'm very concerned. Mm. If I say no, something bad is going to happen. And then immediately after that, she went to her therapy session. Her therapist said that he was getting dozens of phone calls saying that she was being you know, misbehaving at rehearsals and not participating Mm. when that was the complete opposite, according to her. And then that started into her going to this rehab facility, $60,000 a month out of her own pocket being spent on that. And she talks about having to undress for these people when she didn't want Mm. to and didn't feel comfortable. The amount of PTSD that this woman's going through, you could hear it in her fucking poor ass voice. I felt so fucking bad. They had to tell her over and over again to slow down. You can hear how fast she was speaking because she was so fucking on edge. This woman, she needs help. She needs real help. And, um, I think she knows that because she even mentioned she was talking about how she is so it's so fucking crazy that someone could be triggered by fucking therapy of all things. Who would have fucking thought? And she was like, I'm willing to see a therapist once a week, but not twice a week going to that location where there were paparazzi staged outside. And, you know, that was all planned. And um, she even said she was like, I don't necessarily believe in therapy, but I, I want to do this because I know it's for my own betterment. Um, so yeah, I just think I hope this judge, I, I don't think we need to just let her go completely, obviously away from these people that have been dealing with her because clearly, clearly they're abusing her. But she needs to go to a safe place because she has so much fucking trauma and PTSD that this woman's going to have to work through. Again, the fact that this woman's still alive fucking today is a miracle. It's astonishing. A miracle. It's astonishing. Yeah. And that's the thing. I agree with you that she definitely needs to get away from these people. And I think after everything she's been through, it's finally, finally time to allow her to have agency over herself and her own mental health. Mm-hmm. and the things that she wants to do, because even though there might be certain treatments or specialists that she might need to go to, I want her to choose to go to those people. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want her to be forced. Well, this is what I'm saying. This to- woman is so fucking traumatized by constantly being monitored, constantly being honed in on. I want her to have somebody 
who is trained in helping people cope with getting out of those situations, giving her free time, but keeping an eye on her. I I don't know what the best practice is, but do you know what I'm saying? Not making it so obvious so she can slowly start to become... She's never going to be normal after this. I'll be honest with you. She's always going to have this trauma. And I'm not saying that in a mean way. This woman's going to be traumatized for life by this experience. This has been 13 fucking years. But, um, 13 plus. Yes. Because there was even shit before. Since she was 17 fucking years old. And earning all this money for all these motherfuckers. And yeah, I, I just want someone who can take care of her and help her heal. That's it. Yeah. Someone who can help her heal properly because there is going to be so much shit that they're going to have to work through. Yeah. And I think you could, it's very clear that Brittany wants to heal. She wants to move on. She wants to be better. And she recognizes that under this conservatorship, under these people, she's never going to be able to do that. I think she probably has enough intelligence. Brittany is very smart. Let's not get it twisted. Yes. Brittany is a very, very smart woman. So, of course, the fact that she's been in this conservatorship shows to me that this was completely done against her will. And this or maybe this was the only option that she had, because I know in the documentary they alluded to potentially, allegedly, um, she needed to sign into this conservatorship so that she can see her children. And that is a big sacrifice. There was a point where she was like, maybe I just need to put up with this. Maybe this is best for me. Maybe let me put a smile on my face and that'll fix everything. But it didn't, mm-hmm. you know? She tried. She's given it every shot, shot that she possibly could have. I'm very helpful that she's at least able to speak about it because she hasn't been able to before in all of her efforts to try and That's get out of it. That's the fucking crazy part. After all these goddamn years, we have not heard a single unsolicited statement from her it's always been in the shadow of her father there's been a couple statements but they've been here and there in little but there's always been a lingering of her father and whomever else because i remember the documentary when she was going to vegas and she was talking about her strange relationship with her father and talking about being alone and how people don't understand her but she couldn't explicitly state it and now she Mm -hmm. made it very clear and i'm happy that the judge allowed her because she even said she wanted this testimony to go public yeah she wants to clear the air and she even said this isn't this is not everything you know she wants to hold these people accountable and i want to hear her truth and it's about damn time that we could hear it Mm -hmm. absolutely i completely agree i'm sorry it just this really worked don't apologize it was just in fucking (laughs) for good reason it's horrifying to know that somebody of her stature with her amount of money with her talent has suffered through this yeah I mean, the most... It's horrifying. The most gut-wrenching part is when she said, I'd like for my boyfriend to drive me in his car. And also mm-hmm. she said, I wish I could stay on the phone with you talking about the um, judge forever. All of a sudden, when I get off this phone call, all I hear are no's. And it feels like everyone's ganging up on me. And she went on to say, I feel alone. Mm. That's so hard. I can't... I... I... I know we're talking about Brittany and how this is going to affect her for the rest of her life. I'm worried for her kids as well. Oh, well, absolutely. And they that's a have very watched this happen to their mom. Yeah. Because of her dad. Yes. His grandchildren have had to watch him do this. And you to remember when one of her sons spoke out, I think it was on TikTok or Instagram live cursing about their oh, grandfather. Yeah. This. There's going to be so much trauma that people are going to have to work through. Yeah. yeah. And I hope something good comes out of this. I, I think this is definitely a wake up call. And I just want to say, first off, shout out to Chris Crocker. Do you know who that is? No, I don't. Leave Britney alone. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. I know exactly Before who Before the is. conservatorship even happened, people made fun yeah. of him and made him out to be a fool. And in a, in a recent interview the other day I watched, he just said, he was like, I'm not going to make this about me. You know, I said what mm-hmm. I said at the time, and I'm glad that Brittany can say what she needs to say. You know, he's not seeking attention, but he was right. And people made he him out right. to be a fool. And also, I want to say, shout out to the Brittany Army stands, whatever you want to call them. 
you know, I remember when people, there's a whole podcast called Britney's Gram talking about her Instagram. And we talked about this. And initially I was kind of poking fun at it because there was so much unknown. I was like, I don't know if this is real, if these are really signs because she was wearing a certain color or talking about a movie. I was like, I don't know how true these conspiracy theories are, but they were right. And they even said, you know, if we're wrong, okay, we're wrong. But if we're right, damn straight. Good thing we made an effort to. And I think if it weren't for those fans who started this effort initially, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. And it wouldn't be, it wouldn't take the media by storm because now people can't turn the other cheek. All eyes are on this case and it's going to make a difference. And that's the thing about social media where there's, there many cons, many, many cons, but like we saw with Mariah and her book, she, you know, she was forced to go into that rehab facility when she was perfectly fine. She literally just needed to sleep. Speaking of Mariah, did you see she's, she spoke out in support of Brittany? No, I didn't see that, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. The day of the court case before everything happened, she was just like, Brittany, we love you. Something along those lines on Twitter. And I just thought it was special because it's like, she obviously didn't go through something this serious, but, um, but she went through something similar. Very similar. With the level mm-hmm. of control. And with the level of wealth at the same time and the level of talent. Mm-hmm. And power. Power. Just yeah, power. It's terrifying. But again, like with social media, because of social media and fans and her Instagram, people were able to start actually taking a look at what's going on with Brittany. Yeah. And I think because of that, that's probably why the judge wanted to hear her testimony. That's my opinion. Because every time you get enough momentum once you heard the masses people want more yeah they can't look away and the fact that she hasn't been able to speak at her own trial until now is what makes me believe even more so that because of the internet and the fans she has now been able to speak out about what's happened to her yes absolutely so shout out to the fans and shout out to anyone when you see something say something i think this is a great example of it you know and that's another thing too like fame I have a 45 minute video, actually Brittany's the thumbnail of it, um, called Famous Abuse that I've been meaning to watch. I just haven't been in the right mm-hmm. mindset to actually watch mm-hmm. it. But the more like stories like Brittany and even just other stars and the things that they've gone through come out, the more I fully believe that the way a lot of people treat celebrities is abusive. Oh, they think that they're absolutely. these entities that don't have feelings. They aren't actual people that they can just say and do whatever the hell they want towards them. And granted, some celebrities, depending on how involved they are, might be able to take that because they might just be in the shadows. But they're still real people. They're still going through stuff. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they don't even have agencies over their own bodies. Yeah. It's just Yeah, we just wanted to start with that because this was major. And um, we just wanted to hit it head on. So we'll definitely keep you guys posted on what's to come so we're gonna take a break now let's take a break okay (laughs) uh regroup and we'll be back after this hey guys it's sal whether you're a new or old listener thank you so much for tuning in every week it means so much to us do me a quick favor and head on over to apple podcast to give us a quick review you don't even need to include a comment. Just give us a star rating. It helps us out so much. And if you're not following us on Instagram and TikTok, you can find us at Intuit underscore podcast. All right, back to the show. And we are back. Uh, I guess we'll just do a quick little intro. So how have you been? I've been okay. You inspired me. Guess what? What's that? Before we started recording, that worked out. I know. I know. My thing with working out, though, is because my body fluctuates and has the ability to gain and lose a lot of weight quickly, which is kind of scary. But I think now it's at a point where it enjoys where it wants to be. I just want to be active in some way, get some endorphins because I just sit in my room all day long still. (laughs) But not necessarily to lose weight, just kind of stay consistent. Exactly. I just want like I just do my cute little like 20, 30 minute little dance workouts and then just do a little bit of like push ups sit-ups yeah. i'm trying to do sit-ups just because i never had ab strength before and i don't necessarily <laughs> need ab strength in any way but i would like no, a bit more of like yeah. core strength that would be nice for sure um, 
Yeah, so I worked out. I've been consistently doing it over the past four days, your impact. And oh we'll God. see what this take us. But again, I don't want to lose weight. I like where my body's at right now. I just no. want to, like, make it a bit stronger. Good. I'm happy for you. Whatever that looks like for you. Again, it, it's so different for everyone. This week has actually been a bad week for me. I have Ooh. not been consistent. <laughs> um, I've just been so busy. So many other things. You really on. have. Yeah, but... Uh, I guess I'll just say how I've been. I've been fine. I've just been busy. I've been good. Um, I, just, I was telling Lyndon, I was like, I feel like there aren't enough hours in a day. It's just one of those weeks. There but really aren't. I'm excited because I took off next week. I have like an extended four day weekend. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but I have not taken that much time off since college. That's a lot. And even then on like spring and summer breaks, I was going to say, you never take time. time off. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm really excited for that. So we're not going to have an episode next week just because I just need some TLC for the 4th of July weekend. And yes. I'm going to be seeing a lot of friends I haven't seen in forever. So I'm excited for that. And I'm so excited. Yeah, so hopefully, for you. after all this busyness, I can like shut off for. Yes, please rest. It actually lines up with me because I'm going to the beach. Uh, hey! <laughs> On that note, we got a lot of hot topics to talk about today. So I'm, I'm sure. excited. We're going to get into it right now. So now's the part of the episode where we get into it on all the juicy news. You name it. We're talking about sports, first of all. Did you hear about Raiders Carl Nassib announcing that he is gay? Yes, I did hear about that. Happy Pride. Yeah, so he's the first active, actively gay, openly gay actively NFL gay. player. <laughs> actively gay. No, but on in the NFL, already identifying as gay if you will yeah so he said i just think that representation and visibility are so important i actually hope that like one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary but until mm -hmm. then i'm going to try to do my best and my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting so he said that he would donate $100,000 to the wow. Trevor Project, which is a nonprofit that focuses on suicide prevention for those in the LGBTQ plus community. And yeah, I just thought that was a really good way to go about it. You know, we've seen The Fucking Bachelor or whatever. Now he is making money off of a show instead yeah. of putting, yeah, like kind of making it more about him. Yeah. Sorry, that whole cold situation still just. That's a whole other yeah. That's a whole right other discussion. Yeah, <laughs> but what are your thoughts on this? I'm happy. Let them be gay. Yeah. Kiss. <gasps> I'm sure there's just more. Fucking kiss. Like just. Like, I just. <laughs> I fully. Oh, cannot absolutely. Comprehend. That's not up for. That's not up for question. Of course, and especially in the past. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My thing is Come just. Why be homophobic? Maybe it's because I'm gay, right? And I'm down to kiss anybody, right? Why are you mad at two dudes, two girls, two people kissing? Just kissing on the lips, just smacking some lips. Like, what that got to do with you? Why are you so upset by that? They can't procreate. Yes. Like, why? The fuck? There's one thing I want to talk about, though, because I saw a lot of people commenting on this and just being like, okay, like, this shouldn't be a big deal anymore. It's 2020. Why is this a big deal? Like, because there's why are no we other ones out in the NFL. That's it's still a big what deal I'm saying. In the NFL. Until we have representation, we need moments like this. Yeah. You know, until I can walk down the fucking street with my significant other and hold hands without being concerned for my own fucking safety. Yeah. We're going to have discussions like this. Okay. And so, no, go on. Oh, I was going to say, I know that is a fair argument that people are like, just keep doing what you want. You don't need to announce it. Keep it pushing. Ideally, so in an ideal world, I would love that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's the goal. Because that, I'm, it's just really hard because I get exactly what you're saying. Like, I agree. I think coming out stories is so important. I have a friend that's, he's the type that's very adamant that it's important to come out because there's a lot of people now that are profiting off of queer culture without actually needing to come out, if that makes sense. Yeah. And because we're not at the place where it is, I mean, it depends on the city. If you're in big cities, that's still a bit different. But, but for we are the not most at that part, point. We're yes. not at that point. We are not at that point. It's still important to have representation. It's still representation important to continue to matters. try to normalize yes. varying sexualities other than yes. heteronormity. Exactly. And I understand people maybe 
trying to reserve outwardly saying what their sexuality is, especially if they're already in the public eye because they don't want that to become their sole narrative. That's different. Yes. But that, but exactly. That's definitely different. And that's a fair argument as well. But this is the fact that he did this is incredible and still very important. And I'm very happy that he did this. Extremely important. And we need this. I I saw an article, someone on Facebook fucking shared talking about how, you know, children's programming is being infiltrated with LGBTQ plus families and how it's being shoved down people's throats. No, it's people trying to normalize it so that people like you because, can get weeded so out. So your fucking children can go into the world and know that there are people different than them and that's fucking okay and, that and acceptable. Fine. That's why. Because you're setting your children up for fucking failure mm-hmm. to enter a world where they don't fucking know that there are going to be people who are different than them. And that is okay. It's terrifying, especially now as an auntie. Like, yeah. When I look at so nibblings is apparently the gender neutral term for nieces and nephews. Just that's why I'm using that term. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make it up. You can Google it. I did not know that. I love that. <laughs> but when I'm looking around at my little nibblings, I'm like, <laughs> these babies, they're gonna yeah. probably no matter what their sexuality is. I want to be that auntie. I'm going to be that gay auntie that's like, do whatever the hell you want. I want to make sure that these children know that I have their motherfucking back. Because growing up, Mm -hmm. I didn't have that. And that is very important for children to feel included, for children to feel welcome no matter what they are. Not even just Mm -hmm. sexuality-wise, but just whatever interests they have, whether it's their sexuality, music taste, etc. That it is okay as long as you're not harming other people. Yes. Go on, king. Go on, queen. Exactly. Go on, general royalty. Like, I don't understand why radical love is such yeah. an insane concept to so many people. Because this is another thing, too. All these parents that are complaining that all this, you know, LGBTQ things are infiltrating the children's media, those are the same parents whose love is conditional. Ugh. I'm going to be the first to say it. If your love is You're conditional, don't have kids. Do not have kids because that situation will go south quickly. Save it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to equate it to race, but it brings me back to the discussions that are like, oh, well, Obama was president, so racism doesn't exist. It's like, Like, oh, gay marriage was legalized. What more do you want? Bitch, that was fucking six years ago. Can we talk about that? Six years years ago. ago. Only, Only six and people years have ago. the nerve to say in 2021, people are still uncomfortable about coming out. No fucking shit, Sherlock, <laughs> because we can't even adopt kids anymore in certain areas. Yeah. Are you fucking for real? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. It just pisses me the fuck off, and I'm so tired of it. Stop telling people how to fucking live. Yeah. If you want to live your way, fine. That's what this country's for. But respect the way I want to fucking live or anyone else wants to live. Yeah. I'm so heated today. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck it is. Listen, it's a full what moon today. What is in the water? It oh is a full moon God. in Capricorn tonight. It's cancer season, bitch. No and wonder I'm ca- emotional. Listen, it's only three days into cancer season and I've already been through it. Honey. <laughs> but um, yeah, it just, uh, it makes me so mad. And it makes me think any elder person that you know in the lgbtq plus community give, give them a, a hug. fucking hug <laughs> you know Literally. no seriously though no dead you ass. know how lucky we are and i know it's hard to see that with the amount of shit that we have going on mm-hmm. still that we're fighting for mm-hmm. but it's like just to think about six years ago six. and even before that it's un believable and we need bottom line we just need representation your children need to be educated on the fact that there are going to be people different from them i mean again going back to race just because it's something similar that you can compare it to the meaning of mariah carey when her when mariah as a kid went to her father's house who was black and brought Mm -hmm. a friend and her friend had never seen a black man before and was terrified and that traumatized everyone in the fucking room And it's not that little girl's fault, per se. She was conditioned in an environment where she had never interacted with a black person and probably never even met someone who was biracial. So that's why we need 
representation and visibility. Okay. Yeah, I know for me, I publicly came out on my Instagram like two years ago at this point, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I'd already moved out, so I was like, I ain't got nothing else to lose. But yeah. <laughs> I did it because I was like, I don't know anybody else, at least in my Kenyan immigrant community, that is out. Yeah. No one's talked about it. I already felt ostracized because because I didn't know if anybody else was, I kind of removed myself a bit more because I was scared. Mm. I was it's a very heavily Christian community that I'm a part of. Right and I was very so. scared for quite a long time. And now I'm no longer as scared to be in that space. A lot of the people I know, they're like, yeah, do whatever the hell you want. Like, we don't care. Yeah. But I did that because I was like, I don't know if there's another kid that I might be even just acquaintances with that might follow me that's mm. from the same exact community that might be feeling the same way. I want to at least open up that door slightly that if they really want to talk to somebody about it, they know that there is someone there. See? That if they really need you're, to reach you're out. You're spot on. Yeah. Like, I'm here. And that is why I came out. Granted, did I really care to come out? No, because it's nobody's business. But I did that just because I was like, I know I yes. can't be the only one. Mathematically, I cannot be the only one. Yes. Your earlier point is why it's so important. You don't have to, and we shouldn't have to, but we need to because guess what? There still is discrimination and there still is this. Like prejudice? Yeah. Yeah, prejudice. That's it. Yeah. So that's that. Good job, Carl Nassib. Um, And I like how you're paying it forward. You know, just not making it a publicity stunt. Yeah. Alrighty. I I hope this is the last time we're talking about these people. I know you want to stop, but listen, they it? had their is special the, the other week, so we got to talk. Yes. Who is we, it? Oh my god. Because they had their reunion special, and there are things that I want to point out. Okay. So what the hell happened? Andy Cohen was trying to ask the hard hitting questions, and he asked her about Tristan. Ask Chloe about Tristan, who apparently was just cheating again the other week. I don't oh, know. I don't literally even think let that, that man cheat in private. True. We've been new. We've been new what he's doing. At this point, yes. it's none of our business anymore. <laughs> yeah. But he was addressing the whole Jordan Woods beef. Mm. And Chloe said that she had fully forgiven Jordan for making out with Tristan. Um, but Kylie said that she felt personally hurt by the cheating scandal. Chloe said, they live and learn, and I forgive both parties. How could I forgive Tristan and not Jordan? Kylie went on to say, when we were friends, we never thought that we wouldn't be friends. It was kind of an overnight thing. She did something to my family. It felt like something she did something, you know, to me. And then Chloe added that Jordan mentioned that she sent her a letter, and Chloe never received it. So I, like... This story and this whole conflict always just bugged me. It just irked me. I'll tell I, I don't you know exactly why. why. No, I'll tell you exactly why. I'll tell you okay, exactly tell why. Tell me. This tell is me already I wasn't fucking with our Kardashians. Already. Granted, I don't fuck with them. Not because of this situation specifically, but because they literally profit off of black culture, black culture and yes. black people. Yes. Let's make that very clear. And they've made this very clear through all of their actions over the past, what, two decades at this point. My issue with this specific situation with Jordan is that, one, Jordan was 21 when this happened. Granted, 21 is old enough to have common sense, but 21 is also young enough that you could potentially be taken advantage with. Yes. Exactly. And in the Red Table Talk interview, Jordan said that Tristan kissed her. Now, we don't know. Mm if Jordan necessarily consented to the kiss or if she felt any type of way about the kiss. But mm-hmm. this is not the first time that Tristan has cheated on Chloe. Let's, let's start there. This is not the yeah, first so time. It's like, why are we making this the big discussion and, and not I, all the others? And I understand why, why Kylie would be upset all? because that is her sister's baby daddy. Jordan was her best friend, literally living with her. But the, mm-hmm. what they did after to Jordan, mind you, who again was 21 years old at the time. Yes. In my opinion, it's not even unforgivable because I don't think that they're looking for forgiveness from me in any way, shape, or form, obviously. <laughs> but yeah. it's like you are grown women in your 30s and some of your 40s picking mm-hmm. on this young girl that's 21. Meanwhile, Homie's still running around the streets doing whatever the hell he wants. And you're going to go yep. after her? The child? Yep. 
The child. It's like, You're just go cut it off. Okay, it's fine if you want to cut off the relationship, but leave it at that. Stop dragging this story on throughout the press and making it bigger than what it is. Exactly. And even if it was pretty big for Kylie and Jordan's friendship, their family, etc., the way that they went about it so publicly, Jordan was so scared yes. for her life for such a long time. She was scared yeah. for her family. She was scared Rightfully for her younger so. siblings. And I'm now a scared again that they brought it up in this interview. And it's just going to re That it's going to rehash everything. it all over again for Jordan. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I agree with the point. So Kim said, she said, Tristan's family, we have to always keep it cool. There's a baby involved. So if there's no babies involved and shit goes down, sorry, but goodbye. And I get that. You know, I get Kylie being like, listen, you really fucked with my family and I just got to cut ties. Mm -hmm. But it should have been left at that, like you said. Exactly. Because I get that. Like, if you wrong my fucking family, believe me, I'm cutting ties real quick. Oh, absolutely. And I've done it before and I'll do it again. Exactly. But you don't see me talking about them still. Like, <laughs> yeah, her relationship with Tristan is so bizarre and he's still cheating on her and she still wants babies with him. I think she's got a lot she needs to work through. I feel really I, I bad for Chloe. What. I feel very bad for Chloe. Like, I yeah, don't have I don't... sympathy for her because her family literally created the beauty standard that she's quote unquote fighting against. I we're going to get into that. that we're going to get into that. Don't worry. Oh, no, okay. Okay. Then I'll save it. Then I'll save it. To discuss about that. <laughs> But yeah, that story, if I have to hear that fucking story one more time, I'm going to fucking scream. I'm I didn't like, even believe it Jordan at first when I first saw it in the press. I'm like, this is just another plot line to put on their show. I still don't believe it happened. I'll be honest with you. I don't. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if the kiss happened, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan didn't initiate it or consent to having the kiss. Oh, I believe that too. I'm I sure she was both scared. Yeah. I'm sure she was scared and didn't know what happened or was like, I, I don't know what to do with this information now. Mm-hmm. And like, so going on to these inhumane, mm-hmm. I'll say it again, inhumane beauty standards. Chloe goes in regards to plastic surgery. No one's ever asked. Everyone says, oh my gosh, she's had her third face transplant. But I've had one nose job. You're the first person in an interview that's ever asked me about my nose. I've done sure injections. Not really Botox. I've responded horribly to Botox. And then Miss Kendall decided to open up her fucking mouth and say that they just focus, and I'm paraphrasing, that they just focus mm-hmm. on working hard and living healthy. Literally living healthy? By Literally making your body look up. like a fucking twig thanks to Photoshop? Look bitch. at Chloe's lips three seasons ago. Look at her fuck fucking up. diaper <laughs> of an ass. That shit sags like no it's, tomorrow. That's inhumane. Just, it looks like she shit herself. It's just despicable. I'll it's say despicable. it. Like y'all would really sit here and say that because of your kale salads that you look like that? This is the fucking problem. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what work you get done. By all means, if you want to blow your lips up, do it. I don't give a fuck. And I'm not going to give you shit for it. But own up to it. Because you post these photos online and tell girls this shit. Girls and boys. I'm not just going to say girls. Everybody this shit. And then they see it and shit on themselves because they don't look like that. And not Mm -hmm. only that, you Photoshop shit. And you've admitted to doing that. You've admitted to it before. You know what it reminds me of? Remember what? when Victoria's Secret fashion shows were like the big thing. And I'm talking like early 2010s, right? Oh, yeah. When they really blew up. And then I, as a child, an impressionable child with a frontal lobe that was not fully developed at that age, saw mm-hmm. that and saw a bunch of people making Victoria's Secret model like diets and workouts do you know the dietitian that worked with all of those models for Victoria's Secret said, this is not a sustainable lifestyle. Do no. not do it. No. Do not do it. And it's, again, creating this beauty standards that most people cannot live up to. Just be honest and say, this is what it took to get here. Do with that information what you will. Like in that exactly. one song by the City Girls, I think it's JT. She goes, nails done, hair done, ass too. You know what? Period. Fine. Yeah, that's okay. Now we know what we're working with. But don't set these 
unrealistic expectations that people are never going to be able to humanly meet by gaslighting them and telling them, oh, just drink this fucking tummy tea or whatever the fuck. Or just eat healthy. Eat these fucking salads and these plastic bowls that we always fucking eat. Girl, get out of here. I'm so tired of this because this does so much harm and so much damage. And the fact that Andy Cohen didn't press them on this, bitch, if I was on, make me the fucking host. (laughs) Make me the host. E network, mm-hmm. because I really want people to question them on this shit. Because I'm so yeah. tired of them beating around the bush and sitting there all smiles ear to ear when they're doing so much fucking damage and playing victim, acting like yeah. we're victimizing them for getting work done. Bitch, I don't care what you got done. You didn't have don't to get it done. Set these unrealistic expectations. Yeah, I cannot stand the Kardashians and what they've yeah. done to so much. And then I'm I just I'm so infuriated. But Kendall was talking about how, you know. Her model modeling career wasn't handed to her and she had to take her last name off of all of her modeling cards. And she even, you know, banned her family from ever sitting at any fashion show. All I'm going to say is remember that time when she said that she was very selective about what which runway shows she would walk in because mm-hmm. it was too much for her. And then Naomi Campbell saw that and reacted to it and just shook her head. Like, bitch, seriously? The (laughs) amount of privilege in that statement. Yeah. It's despicable. Like, all they do is flip-flop. Like, I'm tired of these games. That's why I stopped it. I cut it off. And the fact that they still have so much of a platform infuriates me. And it is about race. It is about race. Why was Kim wearing box braids? Say it. Say it. That's all they have done is profit off of black culture and black bodies. And they still have such a massive platform. And it infuriates me to this mm-hmm. day because the damage that they've done to honestly an entire generation of people, yeah. they've set this super high unrealistic beauty standard across the board. Their face is the face. Their faces are the face. And now they want to cry, oh, everything's too unrealistic. You set that. You literally built this. You are the reason why so many people are at home crying. They're trying to get all of this work done so that they can look more like you versus, you know, if you want to get work done. You created this mess. If you want to get work done, that's very different. But I know a lot of the people out there that want to get work done, if they get to a point that they want to get work done, it's because they've sat with the features that they already had. They've sat with their body, tried to love their body as much as they could. But then if there's, you know, one or two things that they want to change up, go ahead change it up but now it's to the point of i don't want to look like myself for a lot of people they're actually like changing the way that their body is body dysmorphia versus changing a specific aspect of their body that they might have not liked before the damage that they've done honestly i think it's immeasurable and even more so, it's getting even worse. I'll tell you why it's getting worse. You see, now I'm fired oh, up, honey, okay? I it's getting worse because now ears. I'm seeing this on TikTok. Ears. So many women of color, not necessarily black women, but like women of color having little old white people coming up to them and telling them that they're either racially ambiguous or white passing. When in reality, five, six years ago, that wasn't the case, but because of celebrities like the Kardashians that pick and choose whatever feature they want from whatever culture that they're not a fucking part of, do this shit consistently and everyone else follows along the fucking train. Now you have women of color that were hating their fucking features that they've had for generations in their family and in their culture. And now they're suddenly white passing because a fucking family couldn't sit with the fact that they're in fact white. And they don't need to tan every goddamn day. And they don't need to have lips that fucking big all the fucking time. They don't need to have bodies like that. Mm. It's so damaging. The damage that they've done specifically to women of color, I can't. I, no. Thank God this show's over. I will not entertain any of their mess anymore. No. Thank God this show's over. I'm sure this won't be the last of them, but uh, goodbye. Don't let the door hit you. Absolutely. We got so much to talk about. Okay, that's enough of that. We're angry today. We're ang- <laughs> Listen, it's it's a strawberry full moon. Come on, let's go. There we go. So our boy T-Pain, he's our boy on this podcast. He I've been is. listening to so much T-Pain lately. You have no Me idea. Me too. <laughs> Did you hear the shit with Usher? Uh-huh. This is so sad. So T-Pain says, Usher told him he ruined 
music mm-hmm. by popularizing autotune. Mm-hmm. And he said, I still love and respect Usher. Telling that story was in no way meant to disrespect him. People talk shit about me 24-7, but when it comes from someone you truly respect, yeah. it hits different. He was talking about it in this new Netflix docuseries called This Is Pop. And this happened back in 2013. They were this both recent? flying. Yeah, 2013. Damn. Yeah, and he they were both flying on the same plane, and that's when they had this conversation. And after that, Ush, um T-Pain said he was just severely depressed for four years. Mm. We said this the other week. We hadn't heard music from him in so long, and now he's coming out with music. We were like, where has he been all this time? And this was probably so discouraging to hear. And fucking Usher to have the nerve to say that after he fucking released Oh My God. I was going like, to say, right Usher, after that. Come I'm on, dude. Sure I've heard some auto-tuned here and there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get being upset that maybe auto-tune is a new wave or feeling like pressured to also contribute to making music that has auto-tune in it. But T-Pain really paved the fucking way. Oh, he did. Absolutely. In terms of T-Pain has the ability to tell most of those artists out there now, all you bitches are my sons. Thank you. But <laughs> especially in terms of using autotune that's so in your face. Yeah. Like we see that so often in rap and R&B. Like not in a sense of hiding the fact that you can't sing. I mean, obviously that's the case. But, but T-Pain I can sing. sing. Have you heard T-Pain yeah. sing live? Yes, he That can just sing. shows to me that that autotune was a choice. It was an artistic decision. That's what I'm saying. With him, it's a choice. It's not a matter of the fact that he can't sing. It's Exactly. That, that's completely opposite. That's why I'm saying, Usher, why are you complaining? This has nothing to do with you, who we consider to be a vocalist. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And plus, autotune originated with Cher when she came out with Believe. That, that was mm. never started with T-Pain. So I'm like, why are you putting that on him? People used it so much before that. I understand he popularized it, but it was in a special sense. It wasn't to hide anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just really fucked. And it goes, on, it goes to show that, like, especially when people you look up to, don't they always say, like, never meet your icons because they're always going to let you down? Like... Damn, Ooh. man. Like, it's just fucked. T-Pain, keep releasing music. I'm going to stream it. That. I, I'm I've been there. streaming it. I've been playing. Oh, my God. I've been playing I'm in Love with the Stripper so much. And it's been so great. I've added it to, like, all my summer playlists. I'm so giddy about it because I just love this comeback. Yeah. Um, But there's this new feature, apparently, on Apple Music where they, like, strip down the songs to Ooh. the actual... um. MIDI files. I don't know if that's the correct term. Okay. So all every vocal track like comes to the forefront. And there was this TikTok and they were like, I don't know if Ariana Grande loaded it weird, but it was to Ariana Grande's Be All Right. And that shit was pitchy. Oh. Very Ooh. pitchy. And listen, I'm not gonna say the girl can't sing because the girl can obviously sing. Can okay, sing. we've heard her sing live, but it just goes to show like Honey, like everyone's using it now. Like, get over it. And Usher exactly. is clearly using it. So mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. Oh my gosh, yeah. 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 That's that. Um, I have this Chrissy Teigen thing. Oh my God. Ooh. It's so much. I, I like don't even have the mental capacity right now, but she's threatening legal action against Michael Costello and she's getting an attorney involved saying that the screenshots were doctored and that they aren't real. Apparently he's confusing stories up because now Leona Lewis stylist is saying something otherwise. But I kind of liked her message because she said, I've taken it all. I've heard it all. I just beg for you to know the truth. Michael, you are now causing actual pain to people who are trying to better themselves enough. Or this will go further, not here, but an actual court of law. And then she went on to say, and every dime we win will go to an anti-bullying charity focused on turning this shit show into something positive. So, listen, the situation is so shitty, but I'm kind of happy that Chrissy is, like, acknowledging it and kind of doing the right thing. Mm. You know? 
Like, yeah. I'm not saying it's enough, but like the fact that she's kind of taking accountability in the statement and isn't deflecting. I mean, yeah. who knows what's true? I just think this whole mess is like a shit show and what she did was wrong. I'm not saying what she did was right. How fucking dare she? Was She was 26 years old telling people to go die. Yeah. Come on now. But yeah. And then also mentioning the charity. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I'd like to believe it. I'd like yeah. to see that happen. Exactly. My thing is just whenever people take legal action like that, I'm like, like, obviously, the allegations that he's having... Listen, her entire very... career's in jeopardy right now, so she's going to do anything she can. Yeah, and maybe it's just the way I grew up. I'm like... I'm I, I'm also realizing that I let things roll off of my back a little too easily. Mm. And also, listen, if someone was... And who knows, maybe these screenshots were doctored. Yeah. You know, we don't know the truth. I mean, and if she's I going to very over them, I pissed. hope that they're probably doctored. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I were, was in her position and that was the case, they were fake, I'd be fucking furious. Like, and, seriously? And I'm sure, too, even if Chrissy Teigen's career is hanging the balance, I know it's also going to affect John Legend's career. So I wouldn't be surprised oh, sure. if she's doing this. So that even oh, if she can't fully, like, make her way back to where she was before. She's trying to keep him afloat. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I get where she's coming from, where it's like, okay, no, like, if this was something that actually happened, fine, but let's not try and make this into something that it's not, Yeah, you know? Um, so that's all that happened with that. We'll keep you update, updated with that. But this fucking last story pissed me off again. Just <laughs> pissed me off this week. Trick Daddy. I've seen Rob some interview. Of this. Yes, no, continue, continue, continue. Claiming continue. Beyonce couldn't sing and called Jay-Z overrated. So he said, Beyonce don't write music and barely can sing her motherfucking self. And then he went on to say that Jay-Z claims to be, you know, New York's finest talent that's ever come to be when he's not. I just can't. I am just like, shut the fuck up. You cannot make an argument and say Beyonce can't sing. You can't. I, shut I, like, up. I literally read this story and I didn't even get mad because I'm like, we know he's I'm lying. not mad. I'm just annoyed <laughs> that people bring this up over and over again. Just shut up. You're wrong. Yeah. No, Beyonce has proved her talents. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and try to prove you wrong because you're just wrong. So just shut up because of you anything, are incorrect. Come on. Yeah. I know, especially everything Trick Daddy and Trina's been going through over the past couple of years. Oh, yeah, because I've been following along with Love and Hip Hop Miami. You I know, know you have. You know I have. <laughs> I have it. I wouldn't be surprised if because of the severed ties with Trina, he's Listen. maybe just trying to make a quick story or maybe he's deflecting. Oh, just trying to become relevant. And we see, listen, I love Dionne Warwick. I love what she's doing on Twitter. But remember when she was coming out talking shit on Beyonce? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Beyonce could sing Dionne Warwick under the table. Nah, Dionne Warwick in her prime. Okay? And that's the truth. If you want the truth, Miss Dionne. No that, disrespect. Listen, that's, come on now. That's your truth, Dionne. Um, I will not be making any such allegations. <laughs> you know I, you're just saying that because you don't want to be subtweeted at. That's no, the not even. I just don't. Like, why pit two queens against each other? She could sing. I agree. She could sing. Keep <laughs> pushing. Like, what does it fucking matter? Trick Daddy, <laughs> who cares? Literally, who cares? You think Beyonce can't sing? Listen, okay, she still has her mansion, her albums. It. Her albums are it. incredible. You've seen the performances, the same performances that I've seen. Why are you lying? And listen, like, <laughs> I'll give him I'll give him the point where he says she doesn't write all her own music. I'll give you that because that's very much true. Who does? And Sheeran, like come on. You don't have to be an icon to not write your own music. That's like saying Michael Jackson wrote all his songs. Okay, come but also now. most icons let's take it cuz if we take it back, and I mean back in the day, I'm talking like Motown. I'm talking when jazz is going around. Everybody loves jazz. It's the same like 52 same songs. Yes. Being covered over and over and over again just by different people in exactly. different variations. That's not Why even fuck a fucking insult. Why do we insult. still have this argument, oh, well, they don't write their own songs, but it's good though. Exactly. They it's chose a good we're song. We're still listening to it. They're employing yeah. somebody else who wrote that song. Why are you mad? I'm just so fucking tired. I'm so just tired of hearing that. Like, shut the fuck up. You are wrong. Beyonce sings everybody under the table. Okay. Yeah. She is up at that level with Miss 
Whitney Houston, God rest her soul, and Mariah Carey. I said it. She's fucking up there. Oh, How no, no, no. She, she's going to be in the history books for quite some time. Quite yes, some time. not only as a performer, but if she just had her vocals alone, and I mean this sincerely. like Absolutely. People, I remember someone was trying to tell me Ariana Grande is like, is gonna start out singing Beyonce. I said, "Girl, shut up! Like, Literally. go back to Destiny's Child days. Go back to just now. Get the fuck out of here. Her technique. And I'm not saying Miss Ariana Grande can't sing. Come no, 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 on no, no, no. now. We've established that she can sing. But Beyonce's technique has been consistent since she was a teenager. Thank you. Let's not get it twisted. Beyonce been had the talent. She's one of the few celebrities I've seen that's able to dance." A full two-hour show, give vocals, and continue doing it. There's no argument to be had. Exactly. I'm just like, like, shut the fuck up. Like, when I saw the headline, I said, mm, just want to squat. Okay. You want to know the best part about this, though? What? You know that beehive started buzzing. Oh, they did. So, Trick Daddy's restaurant received an onslaught of bad reviews. Can I read some of them for you? <laughs> yes. It was disgusting. I found roaches in my food. The customer service was horrible. I would not recommend the owner even... <laughs> I would not recommend the owner even called my grandma a big bitch. Never going there again. I have to read another. Disgusting food. Seriously, though. The service was so bad and the food was so subpar. Definitely not recommending this restaurant. They can't even sing. <laughs> The food was appalling. I've never in my life tasted such filth. The lemonade, on the other hand, was divine. <laughs> and that's all. That's all. Don't come for the stands, people. Do not come for the stands. Because mm -hmm. when the beehive you. starts buzzing. <sighs> Have you ever Forget seen that movie, it. My Girl with the Wasp You're Nest? Gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it turns into. Oh my god, my voice is so tired from screaming. We were mad. Sorry for yelling, everybody. <laughs> um, it's just cancer season. It like, really is. I'm we're feeling the heat of everything. It, so. Jesus. Can oh, my neighborhood shut right. the fuck up? We'll be back after this. Sorry. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Tittering Thoughts. I know my voice sounds different because it's a full moon and I'm feeling witchy. So. In oh, honor of this, hey Stevie, right? Hey Stevie Nicks. <laughs> In honor of this strawberry, I think it's like a super mood or something like that. That's happening tonight. Be on the lookout tonight. It's in Capricorn, first of all. During Cancer season. What time? Is there a specific time? It's gonna so be it actually really peaked visible. at like two forty-five this afternoon Eastern time. But like yeah, when the okay. sun sets, you're still gonna see it. But that was when it initially peaked, right? Mm -hmm. So. Full moons, for the most part, as far as my understandings are. So new moons are about setting intentions and like manifesting for the future, like something new. Whereas full moons are about mm -hmm. letting go and being open to new possibilities. So. And that's what this is. This is a full moon, right? We're letting go. This is go. a full moon. We're letting go. So, but specifically because it's in Capricorn. So Capricorn tends to deal with like career, money, things like that. So in honor of the Capricorn full moon. What is something that you've been manifesting that you hope happens soon or something that you want to let go or even a little mix of both? <clears throat> Do you want to go first? Yeah, I can go first. The way that I didn't even think about this before I proposed a question, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's been one of those weeks. Listen, okay. Literally. I think I'll go in terms of letting go. I can't wait to let go of all this fucking stress. I've just been yes. busy with work. And hopefully next week I can just throw it all out. Yes. In terms of manifesting, I've been consistent working out and I've been seeing results more and more every day. And I don't know if that's... So are we, work, are we planning something to manifest or taking note of things that are manifesting? Both. Or both. Okay. So I think that's manifested itself. And then I'm also in progress with that. I think in terms of this podcast, mm -hmm. um, I've just really been trying to focus on making this better and we have been working harder behind the scenes and I think that's us kind of wanting to manifest this into something bigger. So I hope that happens soon. 
And yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I completely agree with you on the podcast thing. Because also too, with working with Textionaire and that podcast and everything, my thing that I've been manifesting is that all of my creative work becomes financially self-sufficient by the end of the year. And I think we're able to, I really do believe that we're going to get to that point. I absolutely do. Bitch fucking manifested. I'm snapping right now. Yes. Listen, we're absolutely, we're definitely manifesting that. And then something that I'm trying to let go okay. is, and I think I've been doing a really good job about it. I, I definitely something switched in the pandemic and my relationship to sex specifically has switched within the pandemic. Mm. So I feel like I'm now on this, not final boss level, but you know, <laughs> this frontier of no longer seeking sexual validation. Now, hear me out. Mm -hmm. I grew up thinking I was ugly. You knew me. I grew up thinking I was ugly. So when I got to college, I was like, okay, so nobody's romantically interested in me, but I know people are sexually interested in me. Whereas now I'm like, I know people are sexually interested in me, which is fine. But that I'm not putting so much deeper. of my value on that specifically. Yes. Mm -hmm. And recognizing that there's so many other assets of, not assets, but facets of myself that I'm growing to love and appreciate so much and more. And that have value need, for other people. Exactly. And the need for that is going so much more in the back burner and just like slowly making its way out to the trash cans. The trash cans are being rolled to the street for oh, weekly pickup. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I love that for you. fully letting all of that go, letting all of those insecurities that I had before go letting I guess all of the embarrassment that I had before go because I am not you will know I'm not the same person as I was what five not even four Honey, years ago listen I was talking to my therapist about this because it was my birthday recently <laughs> and he was just asking me about the past year and I, I speaking for myself I guess but I'm sure you relate mm-hmm just in the past year, I've noticed such growth and in the way my perspective has changed in terms of not only myself, but just my relationships and how I interact yeah. with people and yeah, who I want to keep close and who I don't. And I think we're at that age, especially uh, where a lot of relationships are out of convenience mm -hmm. and I don't want that. You know, I'm not someone that's going and I, I give and when I, I'm a cancer, when I'm in a relationship, I give and give and give. Oh, My close cancer? friends, Ooh. I treat them like blood. Yeah, like, you do. <laughs> I don't fuck around. Like, no, but seriously, like, I, and they, that means so much to me. Like, yeah. I am very, very, uh, invested. Yeah. And when people don't reciprocate that, that really hurts me a lot. And I've had to cut those ties and just realize that, you know what, this is better for me and I can't keep expecting something that I'm not going to get from someone else. And that's okay if they can't give that, but yeah. I just need to, but yeah, going back to what you're saying, I went on a huge tangent. No, but I completely agree with you. I know for me I'm too, totally like... not the person I was five years ago. Oh, no, no, just no. think about in the past year, how much growth. And we don't think yeah. about that because of quarantine and we're like, we've been sitting around, but our minds have been changing. You yeah. know, I know right now, like in terms of like you're saying with friends and relationships, I'm now allowing myself to, have relationships and friendships where I don't feel like I have to perform to receive love or for that person to mm. want to keep me around. I did that for so long, which was fine. Yeah. It was definitely like a survival skill that I, you know, gained. But now I do still find myself Listen, an enjoyable person. I still find myself funny, but I don't feel the need to, to have to perform in order to gain favor in people's eyes. I'm still the way I am. I still yes. am funny as fuck, but I'm not doing it oh, for the purpose bitch. of other people liking me. I'm doing it because exactly for I'm yourself. funny. I want to make this joke. I'm not doing it so so-and-so yes. can like me. But I think that's because we've gotten to sit with ourselves over the past year. Just to think about the amount of time I've spent alone. And I've always kind of enjoyed, I'm an introvert, so I've always enjoyed, I, I you love do. being by myself. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm very much the extrovert in this initially, relationship. Like when quarantine happened, like it kind of sucked, but then I learned through it and I adjusted to it. And I was like, wow, like I have learned so much about yeah. myself. And uh, I think everyone can kind of see that, especially within the past year. Mm, so I've learned to love myself. Yeah. I will say, I think I'm finally truly learning to love 
myself as I am versus the idea of myself that I wanted to be. It's like really fucking nice. Not, <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, so I'll be on the lookout for that moon tonight. By the time this comes out, bitch, you won't be able well, to see Well, they actually still might be moon. able to. Sorry. It still might be. It, it'll be like waning. It won't be waxing. It won't be full. It'll be waning, but it'll still be pretty big. Okay. Keep your eyes peeled. Thank you for listening. This has been a very aggressive <laughs> episode. Um, I'm going to go to the gym and take out all my anger so I can just like pass out. Yeah, I'm going to, every time I get angry, I need <laughs> because, to poop. So I'm going to go poop. <laughs> oh, all right. Like, <laughs> so bad. And on that note, we'll see you next, not next week. We'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> Bye.